Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Deeper Daily Podcast for this 24th day of January. I'm Paul. Thanks for joining me in our journey through the book of Mark. We're in Mark chapter 1, and as we said yesterday, I want to reread the 37th verse because it's a good place to start. It's right where we stopped yesterday. When they found him, they said to him, everyone is looking for you. Let me set the scene for a moment. Jesus has got up from bed before the sun arises so that he can go out into the desert place to pray. When his disciples wake up, they realize he's not in the house because remember the evening before they had spent the night at Peter's home. Jesus had healed Peter's mother-in-law. A bunch of people show up that evening when the sun goes down and Jesus heals, probably deep into the evening. And once everyone has exhausted and left, uh, everyone falls asleep. Jesus, whether he falls asleep or not, we don't know. But a long time before daylight goes up to pray. And so before we really get to the big statement today, there's something that I think is important in context to say that I, that I haven't really said, because we spent the last two or three days dealing with prayer. But it would appear to me that Mark, who's moving very quickly in his narrative of Jesus, actually puts more detail in right here than it would seem like he needs. And I think he does it on purpose to show us that even in this frenetic, high-paced environment that Jesus is in, that Mark, as an, an author, has set him in, in the middle of that, Jesus finds it necessary to pull himself away from the crowd to go out into the desert place and pray. So if you cram this whole story together, it kind of sounds like this. Jesus shows up, heals Peter's mother-in-law. When the sun goes down, dozens, maybe hundreds of people flood the home for him to heal. This probably takes hours. Let's imagine way up into the night and no doubt a physically exhausted Jesus perhaps tries to catch a couple of hours of sleep, but somewhere before the sun comes up, a restlessness comes over Jesus. In the midst of his exhaustion, he gets out of bed, he goes out into the desert place and he prays. Now, the reason I say this is more information than Mark needs to give us because we're moving with this this eutheos, this the Greek word for immediately. We're moving immediately, 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 and yet we have this abundance of information that shows us that an exhausted Jesus finds it necessary to go into the desert place to pray rather than sleep. And I don't want to send the message, and neither do I think Mark is sending the message, that sleep isn't valuable, but he's showing a Jesus who is who is learning, and I say that with with much trepidation because I know some people are offended at the idea that Jesus learns anything, but I still see him as human and walking into the understanding fully of who he is. And so I'm going to stay with the word at risk of it being the wrong word. Jesus is learning that the best way to navigate the world of humanity is to spend time alone with his father. That spending time with his father forms him as a man. It forms him in his vocation. And it could even, in certain times, be seen as more valuable than physical sleep. And I think this is why sometimes the Holy Spirit wakes you up in the middle of the night. I've had, I've had this happen so many times, it's impossible to count, that I will wake up in the middle of the night 
wide awake and something's on my spirit. And by on my spirit, I mean I'm thinking of a someone I know. I'm thinking of a situation that I know needs prayer. I'm dwelling on something I've been wrestling with in the scripture. It just comes out of nowhere. You're sleeping, boom, you wake up. And I can't tell you the times I've laid there for an hour and talked to the Father or, or got up and never went back to bed because it was time to wrestle it out. I, I don't know why it happens that way, but I know that if we can learn to be responsive to it, our rest gets better. I'll just tell you this from a practical standpoint. I've found that if I will just give in in those moments and fully immerse myself in that moment of I'm going to pray this out. I'm going to wrestle this out. I'm going to think this out. I'm going to lay here and or I'm going to get up or I'm going to sit in my chair and I'm going to work on this. When it's time to sleep again, maybe it's you catch a nap that day or maybe you don't get to go to bed till that next night. The sleep is glorious. I've even had it to where I would fall back to sleep after those moments in the middle of the night and the sleep was glorious. Now, you could say from a biological point of view, oh, well, of course the sleep was glorious. You were really tired. Okay, well, fine. I'll take it. But there's something about that moment. Now, let me say this about today. Everyone's looking for you, they say to Jesus. We know this must be hyperbole. Not everybody on the planet's looking for Jesus, but it's very similar to what John the Baptist's disciples say to him in John 3 when his disciples come to him and say, hey, that guy you baptized by the Jordan, he's baptizing people. And John 3.26 says, all are coming to him. And of course, not everyone's coming to Jesus, but it's okay to emphasize the hyperbole in their language because in effect, they're not simply being hyperbolic. In reality, everyone is coming to Jesus. You could even make the argument when Jesus in John 12 says, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all to me. Our translations say all men are all people, but you could make the argument because the word draw is the same as the Greek word drag. You could say that if Jesus is lifted up, he eventually drags everyone to him. Um, I would like to think he doesn't drag them kicking and screaming, but but I would also like to think that in the end he drags them home, however that looks. I do think everyone's looking for him. I just don't know that everyone realizes what they're looking for. And they're trying to find it in a lot of different ways. But he said, let's go to the next towns. He knows this because, remember, he has spent time with his father. That I may preach there also because for this purpose I have come forth. And he was preaching in their synagogues throughout all Galilee and casting out demons. Here's an interesting thought for you that I want to I lay out there today. And then I want to work on a little bit tomorrow. Jesus in Mark 1.38 says the reason he came was to preach. If you ask the average Christian, why did Jesus come? We would say he came to die on the cross. Is that a conflict or is that the same way, a different way of saying the same thing? Or did Jesus have a different idea early in his ministry than in late? These are good questions. We're going to try to work on that tomorrow. See you then. God bless.